Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's car episode. And sorry, but we had to take a quick pit stop. Yeah, you say the same thing, una parada técnica. Usually between episodes, I like to take a quick break. But I'm not going to tell you what I do on that break. But, you know, sometimes you have to relieve yourself. All right. Uh, TMI. Too much information. And I'm not supposed to be giving you information about me. I'm supposed to be giving you information about cars. And I also promised you some information about Leonardo da Vinci. That's right. He is one of our patrons. Okay, not Leonardo da Vinci, but he's the next best thing. If you guys don't know Leonardo, you got to get to know him. A big shout out to Leonardo and all our patrons. I feel so lucky to have such an amazing group of students. And most of you I've met, the ones I haven't, coming soon. (laughs) All right, so what did we say about Leonardo da Vinci inventing the first car? What are you nuts? Que estás loco? Well, on paper, well, on paper doesn't count. Well, I wanted to teach you the expression on paper, in blanco y negro. But literally, he drew it on paper. As many of you know, Leonardo da Vinci had sketches for flying machines. So if he's got a flying machine, why wouldn't he have something that moved around on wheels? So in 1478, he drew the first car, at least the first one on record. And in 2004, a replica of the car was crafted, crafted is made, fabricated, and was kept in the Institute and Museum of the History of Science in Florence, Italy. And I can't believe I've been to Florence and I haven't been there. But also, there's a lot of stuff to see in Florence. It is absolutely beautiful. We could do an episode on Florence, Italy, or on any city in Italy. They're just amazing places with so much history. Hey, wait, sounds like Spanish cities as well. Another inventor I wanted to look at was a guy named Charles Goodyear. Does that name ring a bell? Charles Goodyear. Obviously, he wasn't 2019. (laughs) Goodyear? Okay, bad joke. Well, when Americans hear the word Goodyear, we think of tires, but we also think of a blimp because there's a famous blimp, I think you say Zeppelin, that flies over the Super Bowl and big games in the United States, and it's called the Goodyear blimp. So for most Americans, the first thing that pops into our mind is not the tires they make, but the blimp. I guess their advertising is working. But Charles Goodyear invented the process of vulcanization. Live long and prosper. Yeah, it sounds like something out of Star Trek. Vulcanization. Well, it's a process where rubber becomes black, it becomes darker, and a lot tougher. Mucho más duro. And he was in jail. Now, I didn't look up why he was in jail. Maybe it's better not to know. But he was experimenting there in jail, and he had a piece of rubber and a pin. And he accidentally 
accidentally dropped the piece of rubber on the hot stove. Now, a stove, we've looked at that. We looked at it in our cooking episode. Es vitrocerámica, but you could also say the word estufa because a traditional stove would be una estufa. So I love when words are ideas like that. So he accidentally dropped the piece of rubber on the hot stove and the rubber became black and tough. And he said, wait a second, this is going to make this rubber a lot more durable, mucho más duradero. And surely enough, they applied that into making tires. And so this was another major step in the process. And like many inventions, it was invented by accident. You can say on purpose or by accident. Obviously, they're opposites. But I just wanted to show you that it's a different preposition at the beginning of each one. And another inventor was Mr. Cruise. No, I'm not talking about Tom Cruise. I'm talking about Ralph Teeter. Ralph Teeter. But what does he have to do with Cruise? Un crucero. Well, no, not a cruise, like a cruise ship. I'm talking about cruise control. And cruise control is when you can set the speed and the car will maintain that speed. It's called cruise control. And do you want to know something crazy? I never knew this. And I thought it was one of the most fascinating facts in the whole episode. He was blind. Does that make sense now? He was blind. Era ciego. And he goes, well, how do I know what speed I'm going at? And so he decided, well, what if I can set something, marcarlo, and then it'll stay at that speed. And in 1948, Ralph Teeter, a blind man, invented cruise control. And it's still used today, even in the more modern futuristic cars. All right, you knew the question was coming sooner or later. Are you a defensive driver or an offensive driver? So are you the person who's out there saying, no, 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 please, you go first after you being polite? Or are you the person who's out there saying, I'm in a rush. I don't care who's in my way. Please don't be the latter. The latter is el segundo, el que mencioné. Eh, the aforementioned es otra forma de decirlo. The aforementioned, el que acabo de mencionar. Hey, we learned some really cool vocabulary here. Not just about cars, but these little things that link our sentences together. All right. I let you have some time. We bought some time, as we say in English. Did you answer my question? Are you a defensive driver or an offensive driver? I can answer the question very clearly. I was an offensive driver until I lost my license. And I did not lose my license because I misplaced my license. Tras papelar, no saber dónde lo has puesto. No, I lost my license because it was taken away from me. Because I was a danger to everyone on the road. So I had to, like, retake these classes. It was, it was really annoying. But you know what? I learned my lesson. A car is not a toy. 
And you know what? It's just not worth it. And I have to say, I don't want to get into the negative part here, but I've lost many friends in automobile accidents, and many of them could have been avoided because they were speeding or they were drunk driving. Ahí tenemos otro que los ingleses dicen de otra manera. They say drink driving, si no me equivoco. We say drunk driving. So I am now a reformed driver and now I can say honestly I am a defensive driver. I would rather let you go first than go head to head with you. And to go head to head is combatir, pelear con alguien. And if you suffer from road rage, and road rage is what we call esta rabia detrás del volante, you should get help. Seriously, because a car is not a place where you want to lose control of yourself and your emotions. Believe me, I know from experience, this is not a video game. This is not Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto es uh, un videojuego, pero también es como decimos, robo de coches. I know, I get it, guys. Road rage, you're in a rush. Traffic is at a standstill. It's bumper to bumper, as we say. O sea, que no se mueve. Gridlock, otra forma de decir tráfico, que no se mueve. And it's frustrating, but we've got music. We, you know, think of, that's a perfect time to meditate. See? <laughs> Now, again, this is the reformed Alberto. The old one would have said, beep at him, curse him out, right? Beep is dar la bocina. You can say beep or honk. Curse him out, dile palabrotas, and you should be okay. <laughs> But that's not my philosophy anymore. Now, here are some interesting facts about traffic. Because I imagine it's one of the biggest causes of road rage. The average U.S. driver spends 42 hours per year stuck in traffic. To be stuck in traffic is atascado. You're in a traffic jam. Also, to be in a jam, a secas, is estar en un apuro. Makes sense, doesn't it? Now, 42 hours, did you do the math? That's almost two days they spend a year just sitting in traffic. That's the average U.S. driver. Washington, D.C., supposedly they have the worst traffic congestion problem in the U.S., And that number doubles, almost doubles. U.S. drivers, no, not U.S., Washington, D.C. drivers spend an average of 82 hours a year in traffic. That is four days sitting there angry. Well, we hope you're not angry. We hope you find ways to blow off steam that don't mean ramming somebody else off the road. <laughs> But it's not all about rage and anger. A lot of people relax when they drive. They look at it as something that relaxes them. And I get it. I get it on both fronts. Why? Well, because sitting in traffic is not fun. But driving through the mountains, the Rocky Mountains or the Sierra Nevada, they may be winding roads. Winding es con muchas curvas. But I'll take those roads any day over sitting in traffic on the M30 in Madrid or, or waiting to get into the Lincoln Tunnel to get into Manhattan. I've been there, done that, and I don't want to go back. Eso es una expresión muy común en inglés. Been there, done that. So let's talk about a little love. We talked about some rage. We talk about how people, they, they lose their tempers when they're driving, and it can even be fatal. 
brutal, but also we have a love affair with cars. And one of the world's most loved cars is the Volkswagen Beetle. It is a car that I think even to this day, people have uh, some kind of relationship with it, especially if you lived in the 60s. They called it the most popular car of the 20th century, the Bug or the Beetle, as it's called. And the Volkswagen Group, by the way, it's not some small rinky-dink company. And rinky-dink is pequeño, insignificante, no? The Volkswagen Group is incredible. It's huge. It's got 12 brands in seven European countries. Yeah, that's Volkswagen, Audi, Seat, or Seat. Me encanta. Yo decía Seat cuando vine a España y me decían, no, es Seat. Claro, yo pensé, qué chulo, asiento, coche, it makes sense. In fact, we also have a little joke, a play on words in American English, And we tell people, I'm Audi 5000. Como la mar marca Audi, we say Audi. And why? Because Audi means I'm out of here. Me marcho, me largo. I'm Audi 5000. <laughs> I know, it's silly, but I like to let you guys know about these little inside jokes. The Volkswagen Group also owns Skoda, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche, Ducati, I mean, we are talking about the pantheon of luxury cars. So don't underestimate the power of Volkswagen Group. And in the end, Volkswagen means the people's car. Well, with so many options, how could it not be the people's car? I guess it just depends on your budget. If you're picking up a Seat or a Skoda, as opposed to a Lamborghini, or a Bugatti, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Now, here's a question for you guys. I always like to pose a couple questions in each episode. What is, remember, everything is at the time of this episode, the time it was recorded, obviously. Now, I don't want to say that every time, so just assume that any time I say that, it's when this episode was recorded. As we know, records are always being broken, and, well, new things are always happening, thankfully. But at the time of the recording, the world's best-selling car was... Did you say the Toyota Corolla? That is the world's best-selling car. And I remember so many people when I was growing up who owned Toyota Corollas. They uh, sell this car in 150 countries and regions. They sell a Toyota Corolla every 15 seconds. That is absolutely mind-boggling. I also told you I was going to tell you about new car smell. And it's incredible because new car smell is even an air freshener flavor. Eso es, un sabor de ambientador. It's called new car smell. And let's call a spade a spade. Las cosas como son. We all love this smell of volatile organic compounds. That's right, intoxicating volatile organic compounds. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that new car smell that we all like, is uh, you shouldn't breathe it in too much. Hold your breath 
if you have a new car. In fact, they recommend that you keep new cars well ventilated while driving, especially during the summer. So I know you love that smell, but try not to breathe in when you smell it because it's got over 50 volatile, you can say volatile or volatile organic compounds, which were identified as coming from sources, fuentes, such as cleaning and lubricating compounds, painting, carpeting, lo que es las alfombras, the leather, the vinyl, latex glue, and gasoline and exhaust fumes. You know, all that stuff that you're not supposed to be inhaling? Yeah, that's that smell. So, from now on, no matter how much you like that smell, hold your breath. And this reminds me of an expression in English, don't hold your breath, que significa espera sentado. It means if you're waiting for something to happen, you're going to wait a long time because it's highly improbable. And now we're going to change gears. <laughs> you, you see what I did there? Change, cambiar de marcha? <laughs> okay, not the greatest joke in the world, but it is an idiomatic expression related to cars. And we're going to look at some car idioms and words associated with cars. The first one that came to mind was a lemon. What? I thought we were talking about cars, not fruits and vegetables. Well, yeah, a lemon is una chatarra, a piece of crap car. Seamos honestos, un trozo de mm, eso, a piece of crap, a lemon. If your neighbors leave it parked in front of the house and it's falling apart, we would call this an eyesore. Me encanta esta palabra. And I remember, it reminds me of when I was a kid, my neighbors had a car and it was a lemon. It was like this car that they, I don't even think it had an engine in it. And it was an eyesore. And an eyesore, and it's, ugly, it's an ugly thing. Monstro, engendro, monstruosidad. Something that is not good to look at. It, it, just look at the word. Sore is uh, dolor o, o dolido, right? Sore. And eye es el ojo. O sea, te duele mirarlo. <laughs> I love these logical words in English. And a car that's a lemon or an eyesore, maybe you should take it to a junkyard. Yeah, a junkyard. That's where they take cars and recycle them. And I believe about 80% of cars can be recycled. So that's a, that's an, another pro over there. But you take them to the junkyard, and depending on how old the car is, they can be used for scrap metal. Scrap metal, I believe you say, chatarra. But if it's just a little fender bender, a fender bender is un accidente pequeñito, then it shouldn't be a problem. You can just bring it into the mechanic or the garage and get it fixed up in a jiffy, en un plis plas. But if you total your car, to total means to destroy it completely. That means it's not worth repairing. Well, that's another story. Otro gallo cantaría, I think you say. Also, another thing that comes to mind is hit and run. Hit and run, tan lógico como suena, como la palabra eyesore que acabamos de ver. Hit and run, choca y te marchas. And this is the type of accident where you crash into a car or something. 
and you don't file a police report. You don't tell anybody anything. You just hit and run. Me explico, no? Another thing that comes to mind is whiplash. Esto es esto cervical. It's a common thing that happens when you get in a fender bender. Carjacking. Have you heard of hijacking? Pues hijacking es coger control de un avión. Well, carjacking is coger control de un coche. And sadly, this is a problem. In South Africa, they have a serious problem with carjacking. In the United States, uh, we're no stranger to this verb as well. And it's, it's a pity. It's shameful, really, that we even have to talk about this. But it exists. People steal people's car using violence and force. Wow. Wow. That is so sad. But it exists. And it's a part of life. Thankfully, it's not as common as speeding. That's a good one to know, too. Exceso de velocidad. Speeding. If you get pulled over, to get pulled over es que te pare una policía, un policía o una policía. You get pulled over. And to pull over is to go to the side of the road. It's a very, very important word to know when we're talking about cars. Especially in the United States. If they say pull over, you'd better pay attention and pull over. Even if you were just speeding. Another one is carpool. To carpool is compartir coche. So, un día conduce otro y otro día el otro. And I think you say bus bao or something like this. That would be the carpool lane. So, there has to be, I think, at least two or three people in the car for you to use that lane. And lane is Carril, another good word to know. Especially if you're a backseat driver. ¿Sabéis lo que es eso, no? A backseat driver. El hola que está atrás y que te dice, no, 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 you gotta make it right here. Oh, I would have done it differently. Uh, that's called a backseat driver. And I used to be one. Again, remember, guys, we can change. I used to be an aggressive driver. Uh, I used to be a backseat driver. And now I just keep my mouth shut and I trust the driver. But remember this. Some drivers should be trusted more than others, right? <laughs> so sometimes it's hard. I have to bite my tongue, morder la lengua, as to not be a backseat driver. Another expression that has to do with the road. One for the road. I think we looked at this one in our episode on nightclubs when we looked at how to order in a bar. One for the road is la penultima. A little bit different than a bump in the road. A bump in the road, well, we have speed bumps which make you slow down, ralentizar, to slow down and to speed up. Two good words to know associated with cars as well. So a bump in the road, I think in Spanish you would say un contratiempo, which isn't exactly the same as a fork in the road. Una bifurcación. So as you can see, there's so much vocabulary around cars. Well, if you think about it, cars are are everywhere. They've even penetrated our movies and music. And I wanted to take a look at some songs that have to do with driving. 
The first song that comes to mind is a word we already looked at, Lane. Lane is Carril. But this song is called Life in the Fast Lane. La vida en el carril de la izquierda. We call it the fast lane. But this expression means vivir la vida a tope. He lives life in the fast lane. What about you? Do you live your life in the fast lane? Think of that song by the Eagles next time. Life in the fast lane. Or you can think of the Beatles. Why are we always talking about animals here? Eagles, Beatles, baby, you can drive my car. And remember, drive, drove, driven, not driving. Before we talked about Mercedes-Benz, well, they're so popular that they have their own song by Janis Joplin. Not many companies can say that, especially because she was anti-establishment. She was a hippie. She wasn't defending corporations, but she has a song that goes, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I can't make a man's. Oh, y dice Porsches ahí también. So she mentions a couple brands. Another one I love by Tracy Chapman. We had a fast car. We had a ticket to anywhere. And this is interesting because it talks about the freedom that a car gives you. What a beautiful song it is. Another one that talks about the freedom of having a vehicle is the Beach Boys. And she'll have fun, fun, fun now that daddy took the T-Boot away. Fun, fun, fun now that daddy. So she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy. I said now, but really it's till her daddy takes the T-Bird away. What is the T-Bird? The Thunderbird, it's a car. Que lo va a pasar bien, bien, bien. Hasta que se le quite el coche su padre. And how could I leave out? Leave out is omitir. How could I leave out on the road again? Lord knows I'm on the road again. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great one. Willie Nelson, estoy on the road. If you guys, you guys, if you ever go on a road trip, you got to put these songs on that playlist. And the last one we're going to look at, I didn't know the artist, but I love this song. The artist is Rascal Flats. And the song, you probably recognize the hook or the chorus, el estribillo. Life is a highway, I'm gonna ride it all night long. Well, my amigos, I won't sing anymore because we don't want it to rain. But I think we can wrap up with the future of cars. I think it's changing every day. I think what we think of as cars is changing. A lot of young people now are doing ride sharing and cars that you pick up in one place and drive drop off in another. A lot of people are feeling that they don't need to have a car 24-7 in order to use it 5% of the time. And I think it's interesting. Anytime industries are revolutionized, I really think it's an interesting thing to watch. Because when the rubber hits the road, oh, there's another expression. En el momento de la verdad, when the rubber hits the road, we need to take the high road. 
Ah, there's another one. To take the high road es ser mejor persona. We've reached the end of the road. Yeah, I tried to fit as many expressions as I could in this episode. But we have reached the end of the road. El final del programa. El final del camino. And now it's time to hit the road. Y ahí tienes la última. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of FYI.